As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. All right, welcome back to 755 is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic, and I'm with my co-host, Eric O'Flaherty. What's up, Eric? What up? And we got a special guest today, the return of the Aussie, the mad Aussie. He's a, he's a celebrity now, so I don't know. We're lucky he's even given us 15 minutes, but Peter Moylan's, Peter Moylan's back with us. What's up, Moylan? What's going on, fellas? It's been a while. Well, we got some news just as we're going on the air here, so we're that's why we're a little late for you folks, but... What are you? What are your first impressions? Are your what are you? Your first thoughts on Kenley? Uh, I guess we'd be more worried if this was the first time, but he has he has dealt with this several times in the past. Yeah, he dealt this, with it in Colorado with LA. So irregular heartbeat for those who've missed it. He's gone on that fifteen day IL. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a little obviously anything to do with the heart is a little bit troubling, but he's dealt with it before. It's something that he manages, and I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, the question then becomes, what happens in the interim for the next? 14 days in that closes role for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we talked about you usually out in Colorado, the altitude, he's got to be careful not go back to back. But, um, and I know we're just speculating, but that inning the other night against the Dodgers was quite stressful. The two mm. outs, I think he was two, he was one strike away, right? Yeah. He threw and, really nice, couple of really nice cutters, cutters to Thompson. And then he just somehow just kept fighting off, fighting off and, and literally capped it over Olsen's head. And, and I mean, that's got to be, the emotions were already high yeah. leading into that. And then for him to to have that kind of inning, you know, he was literally an inch, less than an inch, quarter of an inch away from, from ending that inning and walking off. And then he has to throw more pitches. And then it's like the letdown of that. Maybe it's all just came yeah. to a head and he's going to take two weeks off. And that's after striking out the side against his former team the night before, which was really impressive. He threw harder than he's thrown all year. I mean, he was like a mile and a half harder than he's thrown all year in that game. Over 98 to 97, 98, yeah. 98, 98.2. Yeah. I mean, it's gas. So anyway, um, I don't know. What's your first thoughts? I, I think the obvious guy's mentor, right? You got to go with mentor as your, as the main guy. Yeah. I think what he's, he's, th- I think he's earned that chance. Um, he just keeps propelling himself up the totem pole from the start of the year with the way that he's throwing. Like we just talked about a little bit before the, 
the change up for me, and I know that sounds strange to say that, but it's been become such a weapon for him against right-handed hitters that it's been a little bit off the last few outings. And I think that's the one thing that if he gets that back and feel for that back, which he, he, he threw a couple of good ones last outing, but if he can get that back consistently, I think he'll be fine in that closer's role until yeah. until Kevin comes back. And then look, if it's something if it if it happens to to not work out, then there's plenty of options out there that that yeah. can can jump in. Obviously it's not ideal. Um Matzik has just gone on a rehab assignment this morning too. Yeah, he starts tonight at, at Augusta. He'll pitch for the first time. So he's probably two weeks away, maybe a week away. I don't know. It depends on how much. I know he's been throwing a lot, so I don't know what the, the schedule is going to be. It's not like he has to go down and build up. Yeah. Snit said a few times at least. Okay. But, you know, maybe they're rushing back a little a little sooner than they would have in this situation. But, um, I mean, if, you'd have t- if this would have happened two weeks ago, I would be like, nah, you're not going to miss a beat with Mentor jumping in there because Mentor at the time was literally the best reliever in the in the majors, probably. Yeah, you know his numbers said he was, but he said he struggled a couple of times recently, giving up a couple of home runs. Um, but like you said, maybe that's maybe that's the issue, and he can make that adjustment. But uh, yeah, they got other options. Another, uh, what's going to sound kind of crazy for people who've who've uh, who maybe not, uh, you know, giving this guy a lot of uh, thought, but Dylan Lee has been terrific. Mm since the Braves brought him up and pitched yeah. some pretty big innings too. Yeah. Especially the other night. This is the first time we really saw him in a high, high leverage yep. one run game in the seventh against your rival. Just said, no worries. I'll take care of that. He's, yep. he's been, doesn't matter what situation I called him the other day. I called him the Arcia of the bullpen because it doesn't matter what situation you put him in, whether he pitches in six days or five days or whatever, he just goes in there and just dots the bottom of the zone locates with all like, he's just really good. Yeah, and that is what uh, that's that's what Snit said about him too. The versatility is what uh, is what really uh, is stands out about him. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that they brought up last year. Though, a, that's a big jump. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, he had uh, he's got eleven appearances this year. 0.590 ERA, 0.848 WHIP, mm-hmm. thirteen strikeouts, two walks, and fifteen and third innings. Was one of those walks intentional? I think so. I think so. Snit said it's like he's he's kind of crossed that threshold of being a guy, being yeah. a key guy, but obviously being a guy is what they say. Uh, he's worked on his slider from the get-go from the first time we sent him down, and it's real. I, I kind of felt like he was a strike thrower when we brought him up last year and had a look at him. Sometimes you forget how he's a big, strong guy, and he's mm-hmm. a versatile guy with his ability to go multiple innings, pick a guy off, whatever, so he gives you a lot of good looks out there. Like that. That's a great description. That's perfect, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, whoever you move into the closers role gives him an opportunity to keep climbing, you know, throwing more important innings. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. Like, look at what they've been able to do with the bullpen so far. No one's had a real role. So just right. like it's it's now just what right. fucking let's just get through the game. Whatever happens. Right. McHugh, whoever, matchups. Whoever ends McHugh. up with the ninth ends up with the ninth. It's just another inning. And that's how they've looked at it for most of the – for most of the day or for most of the year. And I know Will can drive people crazy, but we said the same thing about him last year for three quarters of the year, four fifths of the year. And then he was phenomenal in the last week of the regular season and throughout the postseason. So you certainly can't write that guy off. I mean, he's got, as, as, as Eric and I have talked about, the guy's got balls, man. I mean, he, he, he steps up when it counts. So there's obviously another option because he's done it so many times. I like him getting a full inning too. 
you know, I don't, I, he's kind of one of those guys that if you just let him create his own mess and get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. He succeeds a lot with that, you know, but not too often does he just have like a one, two, three inning. You know? He was so funny you say that. Cause I saw him in Colorado and he got two quick outs in Colorado and then he gave up a bloop single and a homer in like two pitches and then got out of the inning. And I was like, that looks really shit on your line, but you threw the ball really well. And yep. then since then, he had a few scoreless innings in a row, and then he looked really good. And then obviously, we didn't do the last couple of games, so I wasn't as locked in. But I feel like he's been throwing the ball a lot better. And I agree. Oh, if he gets that ninth inning again, he steps up and he just does it. That's what he does. Yeah, I wouldn't be afraid to give it to him. You know, the yep. Miner's been throwing the ball the best this year, so I'd, I'd give him a shot too. But having Will Smith as a backup is not a bad plan. And like you said, I mean, I know he drives fans crazy, but when his back's up against the wall, he finds yeah. a way to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of guys that have done it here and there. I mean, McHugh, you, I'd put him in any situation, depending yeah. on the matchup. I mean, that guy could get it done. He hasn't been the same since he came back, though. I mean, oh, he even, just got – he he figured it yeah, out last outing. Yeah, he yeah. had a real good one, three innings yeah. the other night. That was yeah. a really good one. He kind of got back on track with that one. So – so we'll see, but that's where they are. That's the big development today. Um, we're here in Philly for a three-game series against the Phillies. These are the two hottest teams record-wise uh, in the National League, if I'm not mistaken. The Phillies have been a different team since Thompson took over for the fired Joe Girardi. However, mm. a big however, mm. they're without Bryce Harper now. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that a hurts. huge it's, part. It hurts for them, sucks for the game. Everything just sucks about it. It yeah. makes that lineup fifty percent less scary not having him in the middle of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, everything changes. Just like, just yeah. like, just and this is a completely different scale, but similar. When you look at Michael Harrison, what he did when he went to that nine spot and went to center field, yep. you take Bryce Harper out of their lineup, and it's just like it crumbles. Yeah, yeah. This is like taking Freddie Freeman out of the lineup in the Braves yeah. in the past, and you know, in the and and. The Braves even had a couple more guys like an Acuna most of the time. The Phillies really don't have a second guy who's even close to to Bryce. I mean, he was playing already with the with the uh, screwed up ligament in his elbow, so that's yeah, why he was yeah. DHing. So now he's got the broken so, thumb. I mean, this has been a so hell here's of a the year question. for the guy. I read that I just quickly read before I got on here that he's going to try and have surgery and come back and play this year. Do you not just have thumb and elbow surgery at the same time and come back as a new man? Well, he's not going to come back from the elbow surgery this year. Well, what is he? he? What's no, wrong with his elbow? Is it ligament? He's Tommy John, is what they're yeah, saying. He's, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, at some point, you got to have that, or you just DH him the rest of your career. You, that, that's exactly right. You're taking away 50% of what makes him such a good player because he's, he's such a good defender as well. Right. I mean, he is this come a back lost in season four, now, or is like he's, he's going to make gotta, a decision because he could come back from the thumb in maybe three or four weeks, maybe or four or five weeks, maybe. Hmm. And if they think they can do it, you know, but they might, he might look at it realistically and go, yeah, it's but are, are we, are we a playoff team? And are we going to, it's the top I think they thumb, can sneak right? in, but is it kind of hit him this way and went back that way? Is that what happened? Uh, fractured it. Yeah, I don't it was, think it, it, was it, it didn't tear the ligament. It wasn't a ligament. So it's not as bad as like, uh, uh, Darno last year. It didn't okay. do the tear the ligament. It was a broken right. bone. So just from a fast. Either way, though, you come back in five or six weeks and the team's out of it, or you don't make the playoffs. Like, why not just get it all fixed now? And yeah, you yeah. Wasted another you're ready for spring training if you have Tommy John as a position player. But is he definite for Tommy John? Does he definitely I don't know. need it? I mean, it could. 
I had yeah, they told me I, I didn't Tommy John and I didn't have the surgery for like seven years. This was like 2005. Yeah, I, I don't know if he, so he might be able to just get it healthy and just throw with a torn ligament, especially I mean, if he could keep DH, pitching. especially yeah. if he could keep DH and while it heals theoretically. A <laughs> couple of cortisone shots in a volta and it'll be fine. How many cortisone shots you get in your career, Molo? Couple, <laughs> couple dozen, just a couple, just to get through. <laughs> it was almost like it was almost like appointments. It was like get me at the start of the season, middle of the season, and then playoff run. I'll be ready to go. Don't worry about it. Molo, were you like Johnny Venters? He told me one time, and Eric has talked about this before too. Johnny said that it took him a few weeks after the season started to come off the anti-inflammatories that he took all year. Oh yeah, you can't yeah. walk. Yeah. yeah. The, that that well, I would come cold. I'd do cold turkey. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be just because your guts are so. I'd take a Prilosec every day to try and counter the fact that I was taking a Voltaren every day. So it was kind of, <laughs> it was like what well, it was just a uppers and downers, man. It was. <laughs> this, is, this is why everybody throws a hundred now, Dave, is because yeah. when our arms hurt, we just took more pills. Yeah, and yeah. guys, now when their arm hurts, they go on the IL yeah. Yeah. and they work with an extremely qualified, you know, physical yeah. therapist and. And then they get in the weight room and they get everything functioning perfectly and they come back better. We just kept playing. We wouldn't let it get to that point. <laughs> the usage, the usage patterns now are so different than they were I when know, you guys were pitching. Respect. I mean, Snit never uses a guy three nights in a row. I mean, I never. can't respect two days in a row and you need a day off. We didn't get a guaranteed day off unless we pitched four in a row. Yeah, Snit never. And then does it was that. still like emergency only. And you probably yeah. warmed up three games before those four in a row. You don't but see guys throwing different. 90 innings relief anymore. But you no. know what's crazy, and I hate to say this, but it, there's, the depth is better in every bullpen now. Too. Oh, yeah. You, like it's, yeah. They're not heavily relying on three or four yeah. guys. Yeah. True. You've got five or six guys that you can have confidence in to go out there and actually get an out or get a couple of outs, whereas not to throw shade at anyone that was in a bullpen, but there wasn't just the depth yeah. or the 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 – the, the, just the ability to, to – or the trust, I guess. There wasn't the trust there, if anything. Maybe the talent was there, just not the trust. Well, yeah, because teams wouldn't spend to make a deep bullpen when they had starters going Didn't seven, eight innings. When I was there either, Dave, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. That's what I'm talking about. It wasn't until the last – like till they got Will Smith was the first time the Braves really have spent on bullpen other than the closer. Yep. He was the first guy other than a closer to get money with the, from the Braves. Yeah. Even then, most of the closers are one- or two-year deals. Yeah, yeah. And when they signed him three years, $40 million, that was Alex saying, okay, things are different now. I'm, mm. I'm building a bullpen. Yeah. You know, but you have well, to. Well, I nowadays. think they realize, too, that if you don't throw your guys six you, days a week, yeah, you get to September and you could throw them two innings and they're still fresh. Correct. Yeah. And then you get off days in, September, in the playoffs. Yep. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? 
Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit directtv.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I wanted to start. I was going to start today before Kenley got went on the IL. I was going to start with Dansby because I mean, what this guy's doing, man, it's a uh, it's pretty extraordinary. And the the, yeah. the the steps that the the strides that this guy's made this year, he has gone from being a solid player who does everything right, intangibles guy, a winner, quote unquote. To be right now, he's a star. I mean, yeah. he's putting up star numbers, which yep. I didn't know that Dansby was capable of doing for more than a, a few weeks at a time. That's what I was just going to say. I've seen we'd seen it, but not yeah. for yeah. an extended period of time. Yeah, um, he'd get hot for two weeks, cold for two weeks. Someone said to something. me the other day, "Yeah, he found something." It's and it's the consistency, right? It's the that's the key. But more the than two between, months now. Difference between a, a big leaguer and a superstar is consistency. And, yep. and someone told me the other day is that the the difference between a, a superstar and a Hall of Famer is there's no down season. Was it in the press box when someone said that? There's just no down seasons. You look at their, you look at their baseball reference page, yeah. and it's consistent right the way through. Well, that's what we're seeing with Dansby right now is, is just consistency everywhere. Yeah. He'll have two bad at-bats and then somehow come through in the clutch, or he'll make an error like he yeah. did the other night and come out, and he'll hit a, he'll hit a home at a tie. Like it's just, he's just doing things that we're not used to seeing for such an extended period of time. Now That's his slump been, is only a couple of games. I mean, he yeah. won't, he's he'll have a couple, maybe go over, but the next night he gets two or three hits, and it, you know, and the home, the power now, the up the middle and oppo power now is, I mean, it's real. Oh yeah, oh he's guy, he's not that big either. He's not that big guy. He's just getting older, knowing not knowing what he's doing up there and stronger, but he's still not a big guy. But he's got he, big guy power. <laughs> he can't be more than two hundred five, right? You know, and he's hitting balls 430, 440 to dead center. Yeah, I think the though, like part of the park. What you were saying is, and you know, that's always what I was told is like the difference between a triple A guy and a big league guy, or a big league guy and an all star, or an all star and a Hall of Famer is how quick they can nip it in the bud when they have a slump or a problem. Yeah. You know how how fast they can get into a rut and then get out of it. And it seems like Dansby. Whatever he figured out this time, he's been able to hold on to it for months instead of just a couple of weeks. So it's like Kyle Wright too. The difference between Kyle Wright this year is his ability to fix himself quick enough yeah, that yeah. it doesn't rely on someone else saying, "Hey, Kyle, we need you to come out here and you know extend." Get yeah. like it's he's like, "What am I doing? Got it. Fix it. Let's go." Yeah, because he does come out sometimes in the first inning or two. You're questioning, you know, is this going to be a good start or a bad start? And then he just locks in in the third. You know, like yeah. he's able yeah. to. That's a, a, a real legit big leaguer is able to find it mid game or mid at bat or at bat to at bat, not game to game or week to week. And it seems like Dansby, I mean, and Kyle in the past was gone in the third inning when that happened. Well, yeah. when it happened, yeah, because yeah. he didn't have that ability yeah. to just in game. Correct it. And then your next start, you're going out sitting on a six spot and you start off the same way and it's here we go again instead yep. of, oh, I know what I did wrong last time. Let me fix that real quick. Dansby right now, dudes, is tied for seventh in F War, Fangrass War, with Kevin Gossman, who Gossman just moved up to time last night with his seven scoreless innings against the Red Sox. That guy's unbelievable. The Red Sox are hot, and he had 10 strikeouts, seven scoreless innings against them, man. Gossman. What did he do when he, like, I know he's eliminated (laughs) the two chains. Is he still throwing a split and a change, or is it just the changeup and a slider now? I. I feel like he's added and taken something away. I can't remember. I should look it up. But I think I'll- he got rid of the breaking ball in general. I mean, it's just just split. Yeah, he was really good for a while with the Giants too. After he left the Braves, remember yeah, he yeah. was having that great season with them. Yeah. But he's gone to another level even this year. I mean, he's just this guy's incredible right now. So Gossman is the top pitcher 
in and and I don't know all about F War. I don't know how to compute the shit. Just the I difference just between Fangrass War and Baseball ba- Reference and Baseball War. Reference War. But Four there is points. in how it's computed, though I don't know. But Gossman is the top pitcher in total F War now. Max Fried is tied with Sandy Alcantara and uh, Aaron Nola for second among pitchers. They got mm. two point seven F War. All right, but but Dansby though is seventh, tied with Gossman, seventh in F War, and the guys ahead of him are all absolute studs of the game. I mean, mm. like in the last few years, these are like the best players in the game. Yeah. You got Machado is first, leads the majors. He's followed by Devers. Goldsmith. And these are all one-name guys. You know their names. Goldschmidt, Judge, Jose Ramirez, and Mike Trout. Those are the only guys ahead of Dansby Dang. Swanson. <laughs> that's a pretty good list. I mean, it's- that's <laughs> phenomenal. Oh, man. He's- yeah, I, it's hard to put into words. Like, it's hard to even – and even if you if you listen to him in an interview, it's not like overdone with his like he's just seems to be so at peace right now is the best yeah, way to look like at that. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like he, he's at peace. He's just this is what I'm doing. I'm confident in myself. He was a number one pick for fuck's sake. He was always yeah. going to do something. Like he was. There's a reason why the Diamondbacks took him one one. Yeah. And he's a and winner, man. I he's mean, it's a, a cliche, but he's a winner. There's yeah. no doubt. Can't measure it, so you can't. It's not real. And we I were think, talking about this I think last Mal, time. Lolo. Mal's been huge for him too. His his girlfriend Mal. Yeah, she's like a big time athlete too. Yeah, and those two together, man. I Bounce think they really other. help each other. Yep. Yeah. Great, Marlo. We talked about this um, last time. How he, you know, he seems like he's just a guy that that you know he when we've watched him you've watched guys go through their, their struggles, right? Yeah. So it's harder to believe when they do this, but if he hits free agency, any team that's watching this year and the right. last year, like they're going to take a two year sample or when he's your guy, you're, you're looking at like a six, seven year sample. Sure. If he hits free agency like this, yeah, he's going to, every single team is going to be drooling over him. I mean, yeah. and they and, should be. And he's got some intangibles going too. Yes. I mean, he's a winner, like we said. He's a solid defensive player, even when he's struggling at the plate. He's got a great reputation in the clubhouse. Everybody gets along with him. I mean, he's not a bad guy to have on your uh, posters and everything, you know. Right, and he's already yeah. he's already been through the the struggle of being the kid on a poster and not being able to yep. handle it already. Right. So he goes to a new city. If he does go to a new city, yeah, race fans. I'm not saying he's going to a new city. Yeah, <laughs> if he does go to a new city and he's got his posters everywhere, he's not going. Is it going to be? Like, I've done this before. This is cool. Yep. Let's go. And you know yeah. he wants to stay. I mean, we said that about Freddie too, and Freddie did want to stay. We'll get to him in a did minute. He? But but Dansby, <laughs> but Dansby has so much stuff wrapped up in in the Atlanta thing. He's got this marketing. He's got that company that produces athletic gear and shit. I mean, he's like all Atlanta. I mean, yeah. he really builds his brand around Atlanta. Now, obviously, he can change that in a heartbeat. But it would also be a tough sell for someone not from Atlanta for him to do that in another city. Like if right. he's trying to do that in, in Cincinnati, <laughs> Chicago. Right. like, yeah, what up Cincy? Like, <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah. You still have yeah. to market to Atlanta yeah. and just play in the city where he is. Um, but. Again, nothing against Cincinnati. Okay. Beautiful city. Yeah. <laughs> go and take over Milwaukee real quick. Yeah. We talked, we talked about, they don't have, I mean, they, they don't have a shortstop ready. Grissom is going to be a stud, but he's still a year. He's a couple years away. At least. He's had a, a big June too. He's a stud. He's had a big June. He's a, he's, a, he's in Rome though. Like give him right. a couple of right. bats in Mississippi. at least. Are you yeah. like me with prospects more though, where you're like, 
We'll see when they get. Yeah, him. but this guy would have traded Harris away, man. I'm. I'm. He would have traded Harris Milo away. No, you. <laughs> no, not that far. You told me he's the best player ever. <laughs> I've. Uh, but I've, I question it. I want to well, see he, what they do when they get called up. Here's the thing. What I here's the thing that I've had to do is because of uh, my podcast, I'm having to to learn about the the oh, yeah, prospects that are coming up. So yeah. I get to hear about guys that are not just picks out of college but we do that as well but i hear about guys that are like having big weeks or big months that could be on the cusp oh yeah you could speak to grissom then yeah with grissom had a big, hit, month. big june big june yeah like he's fucking he's been big he's shortstop exactly athletic yeah really good athlete he's got a body man he can uh yeah he can he's gonna it. be one of those probably be, be in double a by the end of the year and then and see how he handles that and then big league spring training next year it'll be that yeah progression i mean that's where harris was last year because yeah. i'm not comparing him to harris because that harris is but i've heard about i've been hearing about michael harris's swing and hit tool for a long yep. time oh and yeah then he become this elite defender as well so that was the difference on michael harris and i i am one guy that thought after the first couple of at bats i'm like man this might be a bit early yeah but right again adjustments that he's been able to make that was Alcantara. Alcantara, the first. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. He's yeah. the greatest pitcher in the game <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, go that get him. First game. Yeah, it's all, and they're all like this, kids. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frenchy went up to him afterwards and said, hey, "Don't worry, they're not all like that." I hope so. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Dansby is uh, Dansby is in some pretty heady company now. And then after Swanson and, and Gossman, they're followed by Bogarts. Jordan Alvarez, Tommy Edmond, some guy named Otani, Betts, and Arenado. Those are the guys following them in F War. Dang. I didn't I know. Mean, um who was the who was after who was after Bogarts? Jordan Alvarez. And after him? Uh Tommy Edmond from the Cardinals. Tommy Edmond is the guy that I'm like. And uh, he's having a phenomenal year. He's yeah. Second baseman, right? Yeah, phenomenal year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's having a career year this year. Um, yeah, so, th th but going back to Dansby, he said after his first 14 games were so bad, um, he told Maria Torres, our, our reporter that he, he looked at his numbers. He'd want to puke when he looks at them. They were so bad. <laughs> his first 14 games, he hit 143 with a 432 OPS. He was mm. the worst hitter in the majors. He had 22 strikeouts and 49 at bats in those first 14 games. Yeah. I I called a lot. I didn't. I mean, I was working a lot of them. So yeah, he was. He looked was lost, a, man. I got full seasons. So I want to puke when I look at. <laughs> Four he was of them. so he was so late on yep. fastballs early yep. on um, that it was yeah it was it was looking bad for a little while. But and I that was, it, that was the adjustment he said he made. Yeah, but yeah, it, he said it was again, late on was, everything. I didn't feel like it was it was an adjustment that that wasn't going to come. It was just I felt like he was just underdone, like a lot of people were. Yeah, sure. spring training was short. Yeah. Yep. So he came back from L.A. He told me he came back from L.A. because that was 14 games through the L.A., San Diego, L.A. trip. They had an off day. He came back from L.A. He said he reset in his mind. He said, I'm starting a new no, season. You have to somebody, do that. Somebody pointed out how late he was. And he looked at the two pictures on how late he was, said he was getting started after the pitcher was already in his delivery, instead of before he started his load, as soon as he was waiting until he saw the ball, basically, and before he was getting started, just a split second early, but he said it made all the difference in the world. That's absolutely baffling to me that 
it, timing is such a big part of a guy's swing, and he it was so far off, and he wasn't able to notice that difference yeah. in himself. It's just it just shows how hard the game is. Hundred percent, and I've done that as a pitcher so many times, and it just makes yeah. me realize that we're not alone, and that we're, everyone's dealing with the same shit. Because there's been days where I'm like, "What am I? Why am I here? Like, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot get anybody out today. I may as well just go home." God, I look at seasons and I can see my mechanics for like three months and stepping away from it now and looking at it. Right. Like, what is that garbage? You know, they talk about wanting to puke. I see how messed up everything is. And from the outside now, I could fix it in a day. Yeah. But when you when you build that muscle memory and you and you kind of just get, I don't want to say you get like complacent, but you've done it so much that that's what's comfortable and it's hard to break what's comfortable. When he switched and started getting ready earlier, it probably felt like he was a year early So here's and then the, he was right on time. Here's the way I explain it, right? You get in zones where you don't have to think about anything yes. and that's the problem because you go three weeks where you haven't had to think yeah. and all and of a sudden you throw one, one pitch and you're like, oh, that was, that wasn't the same. And then right it, cut. bang, you're like, oh, shit. Then you get the yips. Oh. I do that in golf. Yeah. One bad, one bad swing. So – then you have to think about, and then you overthink about everything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, so, I had, Dave, I had, I had nights where I was throwing wiffle balls to my wife at 4 a.m. in the parking garage trying to fix shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, I found it. I, I would, I would swear I found it. And I'd get you to the field the next day. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Same garbage I did yesterday. Can't fix it. <laughs> I've taken a lot of sliders off my ankles from O'Flaherty. Don't worry about that. <laughs> trying to fix it. No, those are good ones. Those are the <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's to, what pisses me off. It's right. Yeah, no, it's coming. <laughs> so, so, so after Dansby post hits oh, wow. 143 with a 432 OPS in his first 14 games, here's what he's done since then. Beginning with that next game, they had an off day. Then they start the next game against the series against Miami. He has hit in 60 games. Exactly 60. He's hit 339, 401 OBP, almost as high as his, fourth, his OPS was in the first 14, 965 OPS in 60 games, 10 doubles, a triple, 13 homers, 41 ribbies, 11 stolen bases, and 14 attempts. And he's like, that's like Troy Tulowitzki numbers in his prime. Terrific. Right. 36 yep. and 24, the Braves are in that 60 game stretch. But it's been, it's it doesn't look like it's a streak. It looks like no. it's repeatable. Yeah. I was talking to Adam like Duvall like about catching that. catching lucky breaks or anything. He's no. hitting the ball hard. He's yeah. hitting the ball. He's killing the ball. Even yeah, his Adam, outs are hard. Like he's piss yeah. rods to shortstop yeah. at like 111 off the bat. Yeah, Adam Duvall, I said that to Adam. I said, it doesn't seem like he's in the in the past. He'd have a couple of games or a couple of weeks where he was hot. And then he, Adam said, yeah, he's been the rock there at the top of the lineup. We need that guy with some runners on now. But he's, he agreed on how this doesn't look like his hot streaks in the past. He said, I think the same thing. I don't know. He's just kind of fell into the role of solidifying that top of the order. This isn't a stretch where he's just hot. This is a stretch where he looks like he's figured something out. He's sustaining it. The stretch he's been on, whew, he said, it's been impressive. That's what uh, Duvall said about it. You know how easy it is for an agent to sell that to? Yeah. Here's the adjustment he made. Here's the day he made it. This is who he is now. Yeah. Adam Adam made a great comparison. He said – he compared him to uh, – he said it's like he's figured something out. Like the way he goes – he talks about how your body moves, how all the body moves, how it syncs up. And he compared it to Josh Donaldson. Yeah, he, said if he you, had that. Yeah, he said if you can get to it, move efficiently. And he's figured something out. He goes, I look back at Josh Donaldson and the way his body moves. It just looks like it moves a little bit differently than everybody else. 
And he said, Dansby has shown that you don't have to be 250 to hit to hit big numbers, big power numbers. And he's been hitting them to the big part of the ballpark. So it's been cool to watch. But he compared them to Josh and how their bodies move so fluidly. 20s. It's a little older than you think. He's 28. 28, yeah. That's when J.D. figured it out. Yeah. Because J.D. was kind of a late bloomer. He figured it out in like 14, 15. He was 28, 29 and rode that for won an MVP the next year. Look at Justin Turner. Yeah, Justin yeah. Turner. Guys yeah. figure things out. I mean, it, it that something yeah. can click, and you can ride that and hold on to that feeling for seasons. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I would be. I would be. I would be surprised if Dansby regresses to what he was before this season. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do this all no. the time, but I don't. I don't think he's going back to what he was either. Even if he falls in the middle and plays his defense and plays and runs the bases the way he does. Yeah. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Speaking of uh, phenomenal improvement, or this guy has just been phenomenal, period. Can I guess? Yes. Spencer Strider? Yes. Excellent. I was going to ask you about Spencer Strider, Moilo. Yeah. He six innings against the Dodgers for the first time in his brief M- M- MLB career. But he went yeah. six scoreless. Pitch for pitch with the best guy who's probably the Cy Young front runner right now, Tony Gonsolin. Yep. Uh, gives up five hits, no walks, seven strikeouts in six innings, threw 64 strikes and 95 pitches. And that was coming off his worst start five days earlier. It was only bad outing, really, five days earlier. Yeah. I mean, this guy, I could not be more impressed than I have been with Spencer Strider. And no. Mentally and physically. Yeah. He's sharp. The way that I the way that I've explained it is the the biggest difference for me, and we said it earlier, it's the ability to make the adjustments so quickly. We've seen guys come up and just make the same mistakes for four straight starts and then get sent down. Yeah. He came out and said after the last start, there was just something off. I didn't feel it. I felt I, I yeah. didn't feel unhealthy. I just didn't feel it. And yeah. we all know what that girl. is. <laughs> yeah, we all know. 112 pitches or 108 pitches, whatever it was, the pitch exactly yeah, the what before. I said as well. Like, Going over 100, like eight yeah. pitches, the one before. There you is feel the same. So you hit the same button, and something different happens. There is so it's like dead arm. It's like everyone knows. Everyone that's experienced dead arm knows what it's like to to look at the radar gun and to be a couple of clicks down and go, ah, man, I'm just off today. Like something's off. It happens. Yeah. Works his ass off during finds, figures it out, finds some feel again, and just goes out against our rival and and was unreal. He's, yeah. he's just. I love. I love the fact that he and I said this. He he he's he wants to be great, and you can tell that he wants to be great. You can see it already yeah. that he has that in him. I didn't have that in me. I just wanted to be around. <laughs> he wants to be great. Yeah, yeah. He's driven, man. Uh, he he, he so leaves true. no stone unturned. 
happy to be here. <laughs> Just wanted to show up. They keep this up. I mean, they keep anything close to this up. Him and Harris, they'll they'll they could be both in the top three or four of rookie of the year. They keep yep. this up. Kind of like the year that Kimbrell and Freeman finished one two. Yeah, I think they. I think that's. I think they're going to be fighting. There's obviously other candidates across the league as well, but what a great story to, you know, the kid had one outing, two outings before the playoffs last year. And then same with Dylan Lee. Like these two kids, are, uh, they obviously saw something last year that was great. They had their great years, but yeah, he and he and Dylan Lee both debuted that last weekend of the season. Yeah. And they've continued. And I, I'm just, again, I just love that it's been consistent to this point for Michael Harris too. The couple of bad games where he punches yeah. out three times. Yeah. Fine. He's been- yeah, he's in the nine hole, man. It's like it's like the Spencer with being the fifth starter. We get yeah, we get locked in on having these guys have to be max freed. Yeah, he's your fifth starter. Give us five yeah. innings every week, and we are happy as a pig and poo, man. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And he and uh, Harris were third and four. Uh, Harris third, and him fourth round draft picks. So awesome. Yeah, uh, and the splits. I was just looking at this. I didn't realize how how close the splits have been. He's actually been tougher on lefties striders lefties are hitting 188 with a 503 ops against him right he's yeah. 185 with a 509 ops he lives up in the zone bellinger I mean, took a swing off him the other day it was a fastball kind of like middle in and he swung at it like it was 800 miles an hour exactly and i'm like <laughs> man that's got to be a tough at bat like he just he just there's there's no there's no deception in the delivery. It's like, here I am standing sideways, the quad huh? god, and then up <laughs> and go. It's like, it's just must be fuzz coming at you. It's got to have some high spin or like yeah. just the trajectory from not being a super tall guy. Something about it. I mean, you can watch the swings he gets on when he misses. I mean, he misses right down the middle and blows it by guys. Yeah. You could tell they're looking heater. You know, it, there's... There's something so nice about having a fastball you can live on versus having to trick guys. You know, a, a fastball that's your out pitch and you can just blow guys away with is it's just comforting when you're on the mound. 589 you know, OPS by righties. I had that wrong. But yeah, it's like lefties and righties. Doesn't matter. He's got 41 strikeouts and only eight walks against lefties. 38 and 14 against righties. I 41 think, to I, eight. I think the fact that the strikeout numbers are staying the same that he's having to go through lineups more than once is encouraging yeah. too, because I thought the strikeout numbers were huge, obviously coming in for an inning or two innings, yeah. maybe three days, but there's video out now. There's no more secrets. Yeah. Like this is, it's coming at you. You know what he's got and you know what he's bringing. So yeah, just be ready, but so, good, so good on him, man. He's got a three, six, eight, or eight in his six starts, 42 strikeouts, 11 walks, 29 and 30 innings. But that includes that bad game against the Giants when he gave up six earned and three and two-thirds with a dead arm. When is he, and this is Velo having to transition to a starter midseason. Yeah. yeah. Velo was down a couple of ticks in that game. Yeah. And uh, in his other five starts, 2-1-0 ERA, 38 strikeouts and 25 and two-thirds innings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't even at the point where he transitioned. He had he had been in the bullpen for almost two months, so he wasn't even stretched out anymore. Like he was at a, he had to get stretched out again. Yeah, while starting, he'd thrown. He I think he had an outing where he got up to seventy pitches about three weeks before he started starting. But that the three weeks have gone. So he's out yeah. after that. Were one and two innings. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's been a he's been a stud. Um, it's been a revelation, Dave. 
He has been <laughs> phenomenal. Moyla, what do you think uh, Matzik's return can mean? Obviously, it can mean a whole lot more with yeah. Kenley out, but uh, what can he mean? Because, yeah, it made sense. You know, early on, we're kind of worried about, does he have the yips? Because he had the game where he walked a lot of guys. Then it I comes out that with one shoulder time. impingement. That Honestly, made sense. Because of how small the misses were, it was like – it wasn't like right. he was – it looked like a guy that was trying to pitch through some shit. Right. Yeah. 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 Backstop. Yeah. It wasn't like he was like dotting balls and spiking right. stuff. It was just – it was just missing and it felt like it was just not able to finish or not able to get the the, the all his arm path all the way through. Now he, was he comes back. Pain. And if he gets to the point where he can be an option, at, at, like it'll allow Minter some rest days, that's for sure, yeah. because he's been going pretty tough. But – um, it just uh, if he was so dominant for so yeah. long, and if he's healthy again, we need a right-handed arm. I know that it opens up that glaring. You know, McHugh's going to be good back there, but I think we we might need a big a big right-handed yeah. trade acquisition arm. I think that's the move they need to make at the deadline. I think that's really the only obvious move they have to, they need to make to mm -hmm. me. Kirby Yates is coming back. I get that. Yeah, and but maybe if Soroka comes back and you throw Strider back there, I get that. Right. But again, that's all ifs, right? And it's, yeah, I think I think that's the one thing that is, and I'm not saying it's missing. I'm just saying that is what would be it the add. Yeah. Um, the other one is we went over Dylan Lee's numbers. Oh five ninety ERA. The whip. So I mean, he's 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 moved himself up into a high leverage role now, and I, with Kinley out, that'll be even more so. Do you realize this team does not have a three-game losing streak yet? Someone told me that the other day, yeah. It's a record for the franchise, like all time, going back into the 1800s. They've never gone this deep into a season without a three-game losing streak. Is that right? That's pretty phenomenal, man, when you think about it. Yeah. it's Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, – well, see, early on they weren't getting consistent starting pitching, so that really does – Yeah. For that run, they obviously got a, a, a run of some really nice – starting pitching and but man you got to be doing some good things yeah to be able to sustain that for for this long into the season now they face the phillies and the matchups are you got charlie morton going against their stud zach wheeler tonight wheeler's he's a, he's an animal man uh atlanta guy then you got kyle wright going against ranger suarez Braves do really well against lefties. They got that one on Wednesday. And then you finish it up with Ian Anderson against another stud, Aaron Nola. So the Phillies have got their two sub-three ERA guys going in the first and third games in this series with Wheeler and Nola. So it ain't going to be easy, man. You got some tough matchups there. Yeah, but I like Charlie's been in the last two outings a lot. Yep. Even two and a half outings. I'll give him two and a half. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. I've, we've seen Wheeler enough. Wheeler um, and Nola, yeah. If Wheeler's on, obviously he's tough. And Nola shoved it up our yeah. proverbial last time he pitched against us in Atlanta. So it's they're going to want to make a statement too. That's the other thing. They're going to want to come out there and say, we're not done without Harper, that sort of yep. stuff. Um, and the only way to do that is to probably starting pitch their way through the series. Yeah. They are 39-35. They're three games behind the Braves, so they're actually closer to the Braves than the Braves are to the Mets. The Braves are five behind the Mets. Phillies are 18 and 5 of the 353 ERA in June. But of course, they're now without Bryce Harper. Uh, they've lost four of their last seven. They're kind of in a run like the Braves are. Braves are, haven't been that kind of a funk, but they've, you know, they they both were phenomenal early until like the last week uh, and lost a few games. But uh, 
Uh, Braves are second in the majors in OPS in June, 837. Phillies are sixth, 765. Again, that was with Harper. And the Braves have got 48 homers in June, man. Second to the Yankees. And the Yankees playing a little league ballpark in right field. So, <laughs> And they got some boppers. They got some boppers. And then they got, you know, Judge can hit a ball, can get hit a ball off the handle and hit it out in right field yeah. in that ballpark. He might hit 60 this year. But he's phenomenal. He's 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 their MVP. Obviously, he's going to be the MVP in the AL if he unless he gets hurt. Um. So yeah, Soroka. If he's ready, and you 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 addressed him earlier, but if he's ready at some point after the All Star break, what do you see? I mean, I don't think they go to six man rotation because you don't take Freed. You don't take get him less. Yeah, start. you can't take starts away from and Freed. Kyle Wright. The way they're pitching, you know, I mean, unless no. it changes, they could get tired or whatever. But maybe you piggyback them for the first. I mean, I yeah. know this isn't the minor leagues, but maybe you yeah. just you just piggyback those two, depending on what the rest of your bullpen looks like. But right, trade deadlines coming as well. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I just don't think. I think the team. I think the <laughs> the bullpen that we're looking at right now will be different come yeah. August first. That's for sure. Or August, whatever the date is now. Is it still the same date? I or has it been pushed back? I don't know uh, either. It's a little later. Okay. Not much. A little it's August 2nd. Is that it? All right. Something like that. Um, hey, last thing I want to ask you about is Acuna. Yeah. Have you, what did you hear today? Did you hear anything today? Not anything yet. But, okay. I mean, he comes rolling in Sunday. We're in a clubhouse. He comes rolling in on a medical scooter. So you're yeah. immediately like, oh, shit, this was worse than they said last night. Turns out he asked for the scooter. Uh, the MRI, X-ray, everything was negative. It's a bruise, but bone bruises can be painful. Can, yeah, yeah, on your foot. And, yeah, and yeah. he did because said he couldn't put pressure on it, so he wanted to just take the pressure off. But we've also seen Acuna heal like overnight, yeah. where it looked terrible and he was in the game. So I'm I'm not going to be shocked if he's in the lineup tonight. I'm kind of right. not expecting it, but it's not going to surprise me if he is. I but, have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call out. A former teammate. I'm not going to call him out by name, but there was a well, there was a uh, a line drive back at him during a game, and it was not very hard hit, but it hit him in such a way that he kind of lost function of the lower part of his leg. And we thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be terrible. Like almost carried off the field, wheelchaired onto the plane, travel day, that sort of thing. Next day, he's walking around like nothing happened. (laughs) It's like Avalon. Well, I listen, you cannot have an exit like that. And then the next day show yeah. up even walking. <laughs> so, but maybe it's like one of those things where it just caught him in such a way that for 24 hours he couldn't he couldn't right. move and he shows up today. And the flight will be interesting. But yeah, they had day off, extra day off, obviously. That makes a big were you not there for Avalon's cramp? Oh yeah, he looked like a sniper. You didn't see that, Marlo? He went down. What year was that? We thought he'd blown uh, out his 13. ACL. He went to throw a pitch and just went down <laughs> like he got sniped. And he's laying on the ground, pounding on the mound, just dying. He's carted it off. It's the we're Achilles. Like, oh, God, he ripped the hamstring off the He was carted off the field. They he brought the cart out. They, they drove him off the field in the bullpen cart. And even in the bullpen cart, he's just hammering the cart. He's just the most painful thing of his life. I pitched like the seventh or eighth inning, and I come in the clubhouse, and I'm like, dude, so sorry. I'm so sorry, man. Like you've been having a great year. You're big for this team. We're gonna have a hard time, you know, filling these innings, man. I, I hope everything, you know, I hope you come back quick. And he's sitting there drinking a gator, goes, oh, he goes, Oh, I'm fine, it's just a cramp. I was like, a cramp? 
First crap of his life at 25 years him, old. They told him oh, he couldn't drink goodness. so many Red Bulls. He was drinking like three Red Bulls for an appearance. <laughs> so he got slowed down on those. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he'd blown out his knee. Or I worse. Was, I maybe thought career-ending injury, and it was just his first cramp. <laughs> what What do you make of, any, if anything, of these Acuna numbers? He uh, he had hit uh, in a 25-game stretch through May 6th, or from May 6th. That was his seventh game off the IL. Mm-hmm. 25 games. He had 348, seven doubles, six homers, 1,062 OPS over a 25-game stretch. His last 12 games, he's hit 200, 10 for 50, one extra base hit, two ribbies, a 533 OPS. I think a lot of that had to do with him having that first stretch where he played right field for two straight weeks in a row. He was on his feet every day. He didn't have a day off. And then we had a couple of scheduled days off. But even to that point, it was like, yeah, he, it was his first real grind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I don't hold anything. Like I don't, he is just, he's special. He's so special. Oh, yeah. It's just, I don't, he's, it's just, there's going to be, I don't think there's going to be a time where we don't look back at, at, at Acuna, especially when he – if he can come back from this injury in a couple of days and, and just be, be yeah. himself. When he hit that ball, uh, was it against the Dodgers or was it uh, – it must have been against San Fran, but he hit that tank 411 feet or whatever it was. I was like, okay, well, and that was after that bit yeah. of a struggle. Yeah. he he's He'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah when, he came back, when he first came back, he DH some. He had an off day here. There, I mean, and then he went to playing every day faster than they said he was going to. So, yeah, yeah, he really did a lot quicker than I th- was because yeah. they were talking about no playing on travel days and not playing until the twelve back. until yeah. the twelve month anniversary. Yeah, of the surgery. Yeah, which is uh, we haven't even got there yet. No, but he obviously feels great and yeah. looks great, and is the more he was out there, the more comfortable I got with him out there, and the more comfortable yeah. he got out there. He's running better than he ever has. Yeah. Quick faster than ever. Yeah. So, Dave, we didn't talk about Freddie's tears. His whole, uh, and we didn't even get to that. Uh, what was your take on the, uh, we knew it was going to be emotional. Freddie's an emotional guy. Some people yeah. aren't emotional and they could have just gone through that whole thing without crying. Yeah. But Freddie's emotional. I couldn't have. I couldn't. Freddie's emotional when, and I feel like, I think, I think the biggest thing for me is that Freddie had a vision for his career. Yep. And that vision got derailed in a 24-hour period that he wished he'd had back. I think. Yeah. And it wasn't his doing. No. It was almost like he he allowed it to happen when he could have stopped it, yeah. but it was too late when right. he realized it. Exactly. And that's the I think that's what that's gonna that's what was eating at him. But I also think that Freddie Freeman being Freddie Freeman, can you guys hear that? That's my lawn person. Can you guys yeah. hear that? A little bit, not yeah. bad. Okay. Um, he knows now that it's it's he's a Dodger and and he's yeah. going to be a Dodger for the next six years and he's going to try and win as many championships for LA as he can. Yeah. So yeah, and that at initial, I think uh, while he's while he's obviously dealt with this mentally, uh, how disappointed it is that it was basically taken out of his hands because his agent didn't do a very good job and Freddie should have made it clear to him, whatever happens. Do get the best deal we can there, even From if it's less than we, yeah. I want to stay. I don't want to go anywhere. He should have made that even more clear, obviously, but his agent did not do him any favor. Didn't do a good job with it. With giving Alex an ultimatum. Yeah. And that. if you're questioning if he wants to come back, I mean, you could fake a few right. tears, but you right. can't fake. There's, yeah. 
leaving the room because you and, can't speak. And when he came home to Atlanta and he's surrounded by everything, he's reminded of why he wanted to be here for what it was. Yeah. Then it's just like, God, how did this happen? And, you know, realizing that it's over. Right. That it's not, there's really, it would take something extraordinary to change it, you know? And now that you've got Olsen signed to an eight year deal, it'd be one thing if Olsen wasn't signed to an eight year deal, no, but you're it's, not coming back. No, you're not coming it's back. One, not unless you're DH and you're not coming back. Yeah. So, and maybe you do late in the contract, you come back as a DH, but that, I would, not, I would not, think, not, I was thinking soon. he might finish his career with the Braves, you know, kind yeah. of like a guy like B Max Dunn, certain guys. Yeah. And, I could see that happening, but that's but a long not time. During this know? contract. Yeah. He's not coming off first base for a long time. No. Nah. So, nah. Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to see what happened with his disappointment and his agent. Uh, we're going to find out real quick just how disappointed he was in his agent. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's not going to be his agent much longer. I don't really? think. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't care if I was his agent. I mean, we got six yeah, years Yeah, oh, he's, getting his, he's getting his $8 million <laughs> off this deal anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But. But that was, deals or and, and I know Freddie just wishes he had said he'd picked up the phone and called Alex himself and go, Hey, look, how, just to make sure before you do anything, just tell me, you know, yeah. instead of leaving it to his agent and trusting his agent. But that's not how that's not how that works, man. No. You don't, I don't, well, I've never spoken to, no. or later in my career I did, but during that process, I wouldn't imagine that there's much. After the, the initial meetings and presentation, and, and the pandemic fucked everything up too. You, yeah. you, I mean, the lockout because they couldn't talk during the lockout. And the yeah. Alex has been a stickler for all the details during uh, because of what happened with with copy. Mm. Alex goes out of his way with free agency and all this to make sure the Braves don't do anything where they could get slapped again. So I can see where he would not have contacted them during the lockout when they weren't supposed to because. It, I mean, you could have gotten in trouble if the agent wanted to say, yeah, they were contacting us during the lockout, you know, if Freddie ended up going somewhere else. So, mm. yeah, you, you know. just, you don't talk to your agent that much. You know, I mean, people think it's like he's texting you and calling you every day. He's not yeah. even getting calls on you every day. Freddie, you know, things don't change. At all, the main guy, you know. Yeah. I mean, my agent, my, my first time being a free agent, I talked to him like, he sent me a text right after the season. Lots of interest, bro. Five teams have already called you or called about you. And I didn't hear from him for two months. I was like, right. what about those five teams? Yeah. And then we hit like early December and he's like, hey, this team wants to do two years. This team's talking about two years. And I said, both of them, I'm like, let's do it. I'm in. Mm. Good. Right. Didn't this, hear from him again for three months. This was such a big deal, though, you know, for Freddie wanting to stay. So I think he I know he regrets it now that he did yeah. just because he had a great Obviously. relationship with Alex. They texted, yeah. you know, throughout the season on moves and stuff. And he could have just texted Alex and go just to make sure where we are. You know, if he knew it was that close, yeah. Or Alex could have sent him a text going, "Hey, just so you know, your agent, to, your agent yeah. gave me this ultimatum. I can't do it. But I'm again, have to move that's on. something. If Alex had have done that and gone behind the agent's back right. to yeah. direct directly right. to the client, then he's yeah. screwing himself anyway. Right. Yeah, that's something you know, that doesn't really happen either. So there, I know they're both they're just kicking because Alex is not going to get caught with his pants down, and Olson right. was the only backup. If he wasn't going to get Freddie, he had to get Olsen. And he's not going to let another team swoop in and make and offer a great prospect for Olsen. And they miss Olsen. And then he is, then he does have to take one of the of the ultimatum of, of the deal for Freddie and pay him more than they wanted to pay him. So and that's the way that it works out. Alex comes out looking like like he looks great in this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he was the GM. He did he was the, he acted like a GM. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no doubt in my mind, four or five years down the road, they're going to be better off with Olsen. 
but I, you still hate Freddie not being here. I mean, it's still, he should have been a brave, but they are, if you want to be cold about it, five years down the line, I think they're going to be better off than, than they would have been with Freddie. Do you remember, yeah. do you ever remember a free agent story similar to this? Like with no. this amount of emotion behind it? No, I've not never either. seen, I've never seen an athlete with that much emotion for 15 solid minutes where he was crying. You usually mm. see that like at a retirement announcement yeah. for a few minutes. Or maybe a guy's elected to do the Hall of Fame and he gets choked up for a couple of minutes. But then I they kind of watch it all. <laughs> but then they kind of regroup, you know. Yeah. Freddie could not contain. He he had to bring a towel in there first. He came in, and he saw John Kerber, and he was like, he had to walk back out. And he goes, "Give me a minute." He goes back outside for like three minutes. We're just mm. sitting in there waiting for him to come back in. When he came back in, he had a towel, and he kept his face in the towel like pretty much the whole time, wiping the tears away for fifteen solid minutes. And then did it again on the field. And again, mm. minutes before the game starts. <laughs> yeah. You got to think the Dodgers are going, holy shit, I, man. I was wondering that, too. I was wondering how it's, you know, because you want your guy to be a part of this, what we got going on now. When you go yeah. to a new team, nobody gives a shit about the old team. And a lot of guys make the mistake of it's kind of hard because every story you have from the last five to ten right. years yeah. involves this one organization. But Guys kind of make that mistake and bring it with them, and they keep talking about it. Nobody at the new team cares about yeah. Yeah. what was going yeah. on there. So I was wondering, you know, how the how the Dodgers feel yeah. when they're watching him just cry for this whole time. I mean, we're, I, we're there we're we're the freaking Dodgers, man. We play in LA. Yeah. Like we're cool. <laughs> I will. I, I I do think now that they're they're leaving Atlanta, and this is obviously the first time yeah, back. I don't think it, this is this is all and the only time till the like, postseason at least. Frenchie said it could be closure. I think it could be closure. Everybody's yeah. going to have closure. But as I said, Freddie's going to go, and, and now it's now it's now it's go time. He's going to try. I bet he turns it on now. Yeah, and he he already has started to turn it on. I mean, his numbers are climbing pretty quick. He's yeah. over yeah. three hundred, and he had a two homer game the other day. So it's a good thing they're not in the same division because that would be a nightmare. Yeah. Well, especially because he'd start getting booed. I think after the first. Yeah, he's going to get booed next time he's here because he was yeah. getting booed in the, by the by the game three. It was all booze pretty much. Was it really by game three? Yeah. Uh, I but think a lot. In, I think it's in like. A it was lot a good natured boo. Yeah, 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 it was good natured boo. It was like boo in the York. uniform, as somebody yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. They still love it, but. But yeah, man, I was. I've never seen anything like it. I really haven't. And you felt bad for him because you know he's so regretting that he didn't do something different. Because mm. he would have gladly taken. <laughs> he's going to end up making less money with LA with the tax rate and the and the money that's uh, deferred, like sixty million deferred and all that. But he would have gladly taken less money to stay here if he came right down to it. There's if no doubt it. in my mind. Yeah, if he knew it was going to be that close. Right. But he's in a good spot. So, yeah. At least he's there and he's not, you know, as Moilo said, he's not playing in Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Love Cincinnati. Love that chili. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate Moilo. Thanks for coming on with us, man. Of course. It was fun. I got to. I got to. Uh, I'm not working these next three games, so I got plenty of time on my hands. They didn't lose while you got you and BJ were on the trip. They didn't. Did You're right, Dave. And and I'd, I'd like you to bring that undefeated. up to the executives at Bally and let them know that 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 I was undefeated in the booth. Basically, that was phenomenal, man. You, you guys joined. You Frenchie good. goes on vacation, and the team just took off. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> is it, what happens when we traded him usually too? <laughs> and then he came back, and they put about 500 right since he came back. Yeah, something like that. Just does he just doesn't bring the energy from the booth. I think nah. it's a yeah. I'm exactly. I'm really affecting the game from up there. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Moilo. We appreciate it. You got and, it, fellas. Uh, Been we'll awesome. Talk, we'll talk to everybody uh, start of uh, next week. Awesome. Seven fifty-five is real. Always. We're out. Thanks. Mm-hmm.